Welcome to the Pop In. This is a roundup of the big pop songs, stories, and moments of the week. An adjacent podcast of flop stars. Let's get started. Uh, my name is Nick Kelly. With me, as always, Sam Murphy. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Thank you, Nick Kelly. And I'm wearing and ready to go for another week. We're back for our second week, and they said we couldn't do it. Well, we nearly couldn't do it. We nearly my couldn't. laptop <laughs> bricked itself yesterday. <laughs> but. The technology gods have allowed a second week of the pop in. Um, shortly, we'll jump into new songs from the likes of Tuva Stierke, Tuva Low, Tuva Lu. I always get Tuva's name incorrect, but it's a week of the Tuvas. It really um, is. It's a big week for Sweden. There's new Carly Rae Jepsen as well. Um, plus, we're going to talk about Jack Harlow in a second, who, you know, I don't, think he, I don't think he normally gets a run in the Flop Stars world, but there's an interesting conversation to be He's had. He's crossing over into the pop world, so we're going to discuss him once and once only. W- Unless we'll he do does a, in a song second. with Dua Lipa, not called Dua Lipa. And in that case, we'll do a whole episode. That's one I want to unpack when we do our Jack Harlow chat in a second, that song. That's, that was a lot to listen to. Um, but first, <laughs> let's talk minutes. about Taylor Swift. Let's go. You've written here on the run sheet, is 1984 Taylor's version coming? I think it's... Is it, it sounds like it's problem. imminent. She dropped isn't, the second Isn't it song. 1989? Oh my God, I wrote 1984. <laughs> <laughs> well, 1984 Taylor's version, unconfirmed. <laughs> I've just so changed it. 1984, feet George Orwell. <laughs> 1989, en route, um, Taylor's version. Yes. What have we seen so far to indicate this? So we have Wildest Dreams. Um, which came out and now last week we had this love and Taylor Swift talk and Twitter is a buzz with um, the feeling that Taylor's version might be coming of 1989 very soon. And I think this one has people particularly excited because obviously it was her pop breakthrough. So in terms of the Taylor's vault tracks where we as a Swifty um, are expecting like lots of Max Martin tracks and potentially a few Jack Antonoff throwaways as well in there. So I think that like, given how well Red did, I feel like 1989 is going to go even bigger. When she announced the Taylor's versions of everything, I think my mind immediately went to 1989 and thinking about what this album could sound like with a slight rejig. Um, Particularly interested in what style will sound like. With a redo? Yeah. And, yeah, those well, vault tracks are going to be fascinating. They have noted that Max Martin hasn't been involved in the um, Taylor's version re-recordings yet. So, it'll be interesting to hear what it sounds like if he's not involved because his production is so crisp and much of it can't be matched. So, we'll yeah. see how she goes about recreating it with Aaron Dessner on Bad Blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's going to get the squad back together. Oh my god, that would be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) Where are they now kind of vibe. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Well, that's going to be cool. Now, there's also new stuff from Rina Sawayama being teased at the moment. We've done a Rina episode before. Um, we have. Which you can find in your in your podcast feed where big Rina stands. Um, This is going to be exciting to have new Rina in the world. Yeah, very exciting. She's on tour at the moment. She's been performing a new song, which actually sounds very rocky. And she has kind of teased that the album will be a little bit maximalist and a little bit rock as well. Um, So that got people excited. But then just yesterday, posters started going up in London 
Um, London Town. Which said, and I'm just pulling it up, Rena is going to hell. So, oh, I don't know what that's about, but it sounds like it's her Highway to Hell era. And if posters are going up, it's perhaps closer than we first thought. I was about to say, I watched an ACDC doco the other night, but then I realised we're doing a, we're doing the, we're doing flop stars. I can't say that. <laughs> it's outing myself. <laughs> um, there is nothing like a good, like, street poster campaign. There's there? really not. I also love, like, Harry Styles was doing these really, like, strange ads in newspapers that looked like it was advertising furniture, but it was really, it was advertising Harry's house. So I do so like good. a little bit of a cryptic campaign. A good, a good guerrilla marketing campaign and a physical marketing campaign that's not reliant just on social. Obviously, it's reliant on someone stumbling across that poster and then putting it on social and seeding that information out to the rest of the world but i love the physical element of the marketing whenever that continues to still be there because it can be it can be lost sometimes and that marketing spend can be you know so focused on social ads and yeah and interviews when you've got this opportunity to literally plaster the world with information um i, I always find that much more exciting on the arena yeah, you-, you go Sorry, go. go on. No, well, no, I was go. just going to say, like, if you're going to tease something, like, really tease it, you know. I don't want to just get the pre-save the single link with nothing else and then yeah. have to wait a month for the single. Like, make it a bit fun. Yeah, exactly. Make it cute. I also, yeah. on the topic of the, the the genre and the feel and the vibe of the, the song, I there were definitely elements of the last record that felt almost like they had a rock star element to them. Like she's Definitely. always felt yeah. like a rock star, even if the music is has been quite pop maximalist. Yeah. It's always been maximalist. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's always been on that pop tilt, but it's looked and felt like it has a rock edge to it. And I, I, I see her doing a a rock record making so much sense. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see where that'll go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one that's back. Everyone's back. Kendrick's back. Everyone's First solo back. music in years. How many years have it been for Kendrick's solo music? Like I want to say 2017 was the last, was damn. It's wild. It's so wild. I know this is a pop pod, but um, it, uh, Kendrick kind of skirts the mainstream. Oh, Kendrick's and was Kendrick on. Was, in, uh, was on Bad Blood. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how he ties into this. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's very exciting tonight. He's back with a new album. He's only released the cover. No songs have come out. I mean, there was the Heart Part 5, but generally they don't feature on the album. Yeah. Um, so we really haven't heard anything. We have no idea what's going to happen. So very exciting. It feels like a while since we've got an album like this that was just kind of dropped on us without any yes. teasers or anything like that, apart from Daniel Johns's album. <laughs> <laughs> no, that had, te- that had heaps of teasers. It didn't. It didn't have a single, literally. No, I didn't. That's a good point. It didn't have a single. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. am really excited about this album. I love a good event album that everyone gets around Me and sort too. of, you know, dives into deep. And no one does it like these kind of like canon rappers. Um, I think Kendrick is just. I think when when Family Ties with Baby Keen came out, um, what it would have been late last year, that like that when I heard Kendrick's verse on that, I was like, fuck, where is he? Like, I know. like he's so essential. He's so essential. And hearing him pop up on that song, I'm like, can we just have a clear Kendrick song again, please? Yeah. 
Um, He's so calculated, though, like doing yeah. that verse and delivering like his best kind of feature verse in between the albums was just his little like knocking on the door and being like, I'm, I'm ready to come back now. Yeah, he's a silent assassin and I'm obsessed he really with this. Um, staying here on Rap Stars, let's talk Jack Harlow. The record came out, um, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, last week. Yeah. Have you listened to the whole thing? No, I've listened. I've listened to the whole thing. You've listened to the whole thing. Okay, yeah. will you give us your rundown? I love it. I, I, think, he's a, okay. I think he's a really interesting person. And you can tell he's focused into this album. Yeah. And he's really put the work in. Dua Lipa, I'm in two different minds about. Because the song is a bop. It's so catchy and so fun. And his, when he released the track listing and, he, and people were asking about what's this Dua Lipa track about. The way that he talks about Dua Lipa so respectfully is... Like, you would have presumed it would have been quite a respectful track. It's not. No, it's not at all. And it no. doesn't sound like um, Dua Lipa was that happy about it. No. Like, she said yes, but she was kind of like, oh, I guess it's okay. like, it's going to happen either way. <laughs> it's got Kanye. It's got Kanye asking Taylor if he can do the, the lyric. Absolutely. It's yes, got that it energy. Does. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you love it if Dua came out and was like, <laughs> I never heard this song. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim's there filming away. <laughs> <laughs> I really, uh, it's it's such, it's a good song though. It's a really good song, and there's some great records on this album. And he's he's talking truth. The vitriol towards him, particularly from Pitchfork, and Pitchfork are notorious for this. We know this. We dive into what Pitchfork yeah, have said about yeah, pretty yeah. much every album that we talk about on on the Flop Stars main. The the vitriol from Pitchfork around Jack is so unnecessary. It doesn't add anything to the conversation. I'm all for critical no, journey. Music criticism is important and I'm not a music critic. I've always been a music fan that just talks about the music that I adore. And yes, I'll, t- I'll yeah. mention when I don't like a song. I don't claim to be a music critic and I'd say the place of music criticism. But this isn't music criticism. This is just nastiness for the sake of nastiness. It adds nothing to the music conversation, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, it felt like... I mean, I understand from what I've heard of the album, I'm not a massive fan of it. Um, But I also feel like once people start deciding that it's trash, and it's been the critics particularly, there's a lot of excited fans about this record. But once it happens, it kind of is just a snowball effect and everybody jumps on it. And I've I've never seen it as intense as it has been this week. for Jack Harlow and I think it's because it's just tall poppy syndrome in that his rise has been so sharp with first class in that he went from like a rapper that people kind of knew and kind of cared about to suddenly the biggest rapper in the world for a week at least yeah so I feel like that's all contributed to it and honestly it's not going to be the worst rap album of the year no and I I think Jack has like critical appraisal ahead of him but this has just been like uh, uh, paying out Jack Harlow is getting clicks this week, so that's yeah. what's happening, you know. And, and that, that whatever, continues whether to be it's good or bad, it's going to happen. It's yeah. annoying. Yeah, that's truth. He can handle it though; he'll be fine. He can, and he watching yeah. a number of interviews this week that he did. He, you can tell he'll absolutely handle it fine. Yeah, and he will he'll just go in back into that lane of being focused on the goal. And focused on making the best music he can and being the best person yeah. he can. And I think that's 
That's we something. don't have to worry about Jack. No, be he'll be all right. <laughs> We've got our own he'll woes, right. you know. Let's go. Um, Should we play flop or bop? Let's do it. Flop or bop? We're going to run through quickly the biggest new releases of the week in the pop sphere and tell you whether they're a flop or bop. In I I O O in our opinion. Um, and you can disagree with it if you wish to. Uh, let's start with one that I think will be the most difficult to define of a flop or bop. Carly Rae Jepsen's new song, Her Solar Power Era, has arrived with Western Wind. Your thoughts, Sam Murphy? It really has, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, not what I expected from a first single from her. It's very, very, like, um, pared back and spacious and... Like, I don't know. Yeah, definitely solar power vibes. And we're going to get a lot of that because people spent two years kind of only being able to enjoy the nature of their backyard. So it's going to happen. It's it's mushroom season, definitely. And Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> sounds like she's exactly in that pocket. I love it, though. Like, I think it's such a nice space for her. It's not the most immediate thing she's ever done. It's certainly not the best thing she's ever done, but it's just like syrupy and it just sits right in the pocket for the whole thing. And Rostam's production is beautiful. So I'm a fan. I'll go Bob. I think when Lord, and and I I hate continuing to make the solar power comparison, but it is the the biggest and most obvious one to make when artists who have traditionally not played in this lane play in this lane um you know miley's malibu era also comes to mind <laughs> but i think when when law drops solar power and, the, and the, the songs around it i think there was an air of okay she's the first to do this post-pandemic strip back feel for the yeah. for this era and there's going to be a shit ton more to come who will be the next and i think carly's probably the next one that's actually you know kind of gone and gone and done it i thought maybe florence would go down that path but she's kind of gone a little bit different no, she's done the opposite yeah kind of gone a little bit different that's a complete understatement she's gone the, yeah she's gone completely the opposite <laughs> <Got> the- <laughs> um but i i really love the way that carly's approached it and i think whatever lane carly approaches she's gonna do in her way but do it in a really accessible interesting and sophisticated way so i'm yeah. i'm pretty into this i'm really intrigued to see where the record's gonna go so it's a bop from moi yay the next one we actually said we would do last week and we just <laughs> completely <laughs> glossed over it and didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> but it's no one dies from love by tuvelu tuvelu it's a tuve week we've got another tuve in a second um this takes a while to get going but it gets going it's got a real oh, it gets going robin-y sort of situation happening um within it and i'm excited about new tuvalu i think this yeah it, it does take a little while but you know it sort of takes a little while in a hung up madonna sense um and there are definitely some yes some that's sort what, of, what it was giving me too yeah i mean the video kind of yeah. helps with with that that feel mm. there is there is some sort of uh, actually that's true i did dance studio that. based movement going on um, yeah, but Tuve Tuve's never going to play in the same space from record to record, and I like where she's I like where she's going down with this one, and sort of going yeah. a bit more yeah, going a bit bigger. Um, so it's bop on bop on my end. Your your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely, bop. Probably my favorite of the week. <clears throat> Big it call. Just, yeah, once that beat kicks in after the second ver um on the second verse, 
it just absolutely flies. And she's just such a good pop writer and I always forget it every time, but like she just maneuvers a beat like no other. I feel like she's one of the best and I'm so surprised that she doesn't get more like co-writes on big pop projects because she's honestly like such a smart writer and such an honest writer. Um, This is a smash. I can't wait for the remixes to come like where we get a beat through the whole song because I feel like it's going to fly then, but it's, it's great. Seven Love inch it. club bop. mix. Bop, bop, bop. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go from your favourite of the week to my favourite of the week. Jessica Mowboy, Australian icon, household name, yes. treasure, national treasure, the country's she auntie. She is a national treasure. Automatic is the new song from her. It's a big yeah. old belter. I just, I, I'm, I can't overstate how exciting it is that 15 years into releasing music she's reinventing herself in the way she is now and by not just reinventing but shedding her skin realizing who she is and then taking those ideas and making them maximal pop r&b disco soul records yeah isn't that cool that doesn't happen in australia like apart from like kylie who was barely a product of australia anymore (coughs) it just doesn't happen i don't think australian pop gives the space for that to happen generally you've just got to chase a cheap radio hit and it's fucking hard to get a radio hit as a domestic artist in australia it's really hard and i feel like jess is not chasing that at all she's just making exactly what she wants and if it catches on and this is a hit which it should be great but otherwise i don't feel like she's going to be too damaged from it you know she's making like the music she wants to make and i totally didn't expect it there's such a momentum about her at the moment and i think the fact that she's still playing in some of the spaces she was playing i mean she's a judge on the biggest tv show in australia the voice she's she's that got that household name kind of notoriety but she's playing making songs with george from a lunar george and cosmos midnight is and she i didn't know that yeah george from a lunar george is um is co-production on automatic so wow like cool. yeah so it, it, she's playing in a very unique space and i, I want to i think it's worth giving credit to the record label and the a&r that she's just joined you know for these last two tracks who've evidently given her some room to breathe and room to experiment yeah. and you know, the the record label she spent fifteen her first fifteen odd years with, um, you know, I probably came to the end of the of the creative evolution that they could build together. And I think some new new green shoots around her is a really smart thing to It's been great for her. It's been good. It's been good. I'm really yeah. intrigued what, what this single can do chart and radio wise. It's not it's not been picked up straight away, but I don't think it can be too far. I saw her play she performed this at um the Australian Fashion Week this week, which I somehow managed to be in the second row for, despite having no fucking sense of fashion whatsoever. I wore, <laughs> for, I wore a four dollar King G shirt that I bought from the Salvos, <laughs> and the pants were from Lowe's, and they had a rip in them. <laughs> I love that you'll just do that. If that was me, I'd be off to Prada wearing something that I would return immediately after. (laughs) (laughs) And just stay away from anybody with red wine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a Prosecco only night. Don't worry. Um, But she like strutting up and down that catwalk of um, the Indigenous Fashion Projects show, which was was already 
magic and they kind of like they started with that really sulfur music and they sort of turned the tempo up playing like baker boy songs and then jess came out and did automatic with you know a couple of backup dancers and it just it just worked, so it just good. worked. um moving good on, on to soundtrack song of the week we <laughs> we moved from hold my hand last week to doja cat's song for the elvis film i don't want to fill that spot every week <laughs> <laughs> we need to dig for one every week um doja cat's vegas your thoughts on her song for the elton so, not Elton, Another Elvis. bop. All these songs are killing it this way. <laughs> this doesn't sound like it's from a Baz Luhrmann film to me. It just sounds like another Doja Cat smash. And I love that she's the sample she's gone with on this one of Hound Dog is not the Elvis sample in a song made for a movie about Elvis. Like, just such a... Such a good move from her. She's honestly, Doja Cat is just like one of the best doing it right now, I feel like. If you're the music supervisor for a movie about music, you the first person you're going to to bring that to life is Doja, without a doubt. Right now, yeah. I mean, Gaga or Doja, surely. <laughs> Old my I mean, she did what she needed to do for that, for that film. Whether we liked it or not, <laughs> she always feels the brave. <laughs> aging, it's aging terribly for me, that one. Aging. Oh, I will not listen to it again. And I'll just forget she ever did it. <laughs> Second Tuva of the week. Tuva Stierke. You, you, you. Tuva Is the new song Finally, a great one from her. I've, it's been edging towards it, but this is the first one where I'm like, yes. What, first song out. ever from her? That no, not this. the first song ever. The first song of this era. Oh, I was going to say. I just feel like they've they've fallen a little bit flat. But this one's great. I think she's in her pocket. She's a very underrated superstar. And I remember conversing with her um, around, oh, what would been like 2018, when she was making some really interesting pop music and really tangible stuff and putting you know ringtone vibrations into songs and remember that yeah. song i can't remember that what that song was called but it was great um they were all good very switched on pop artist um str- i think sometimes her personality doesn't cut through um outside of yeah i agree outside of her home country and i wish it did a, bit, a little bit more because i think she's got a lot to say and a lot to a lot to give um but this one's yeah it's right on the money it's a bop from me and I presume yeah. from you, your good self. Um, moving along yeah, to Maisie five Peters. Five bops so far. Five bops. Are we going to get a six? This is the last one. With young MP, the blonde I bombshell feel like herself. We're get a bop from you on this one. Kate's brother is so telling of how great a storyteller Maisie Peters is. She's so funny. Yeah. And she's so yeah. charismatic, straightforward. I'm absolutely fascinated by where she's going to go with this. And I think this song in particular, I think it's about to debut top 20 in the UK. Um, which it's going to be big. Surely. It's pretty huge. She's doing stadiums yeah. every night at the moment to 60,000, 80,000 yeah. people. Um, just the way she carries herself. She's extremely funny. She's so light and bright, um, but really switched on, really sharp and... Not afraid to take the piss out of herself and her others around her. Kate's brother's just a made-up story about her friend Kate, who's also quite a good pop star. Um, and Is it made up? It's a made-up story. Yeah, they're not actually dating. 
Oh, I know. So she does three months of releasing like half verses on TikTok. Of, and like yeah. the story evolving and everyone coming on board of this story and then you find out towards the end of the song sorry spoiler alert you find out at the end of the song now I date Kate's brother is sort of like the crescendo yeah. and then she reveals once the song's out that it's all bullshit I just that's Maisie for, that's her see the TikTok thing was starting to piss me off because I'm like you can't tell me that you're writing this song in real time when you're like oh all I've got is the first verse but it's completely produced and like finished <laughs> I mean, it works, but it was, like, fucking annoying for a bit. And now she's, um, my favourite TikTok series she's doing is posting videos of her performing Kate's brother and then, um, being like, I'm currently doing shows with my friend Edward, um... I he I am the first act and then he is supporting me after I like giving a leg up to upcoming artists like Edward. <laughs> Please support Edward. <laughs> it's and all the fa- like the fans just rip Ed to shreds despite her being like him being like a massive reason of Maisie's success so far. And it's just a very nice, fun, wholesome com- fan community. I think yeah. Maisie's got a really a really great crew that, that follow the music and follow the vibe and yeah and the song yeah, is the song's she great does. song's great well done mate the song's good fun is that six All right, six bops, bops. yeah on both ends wow yeah I guess we'll just go bop for that um, so we're, go- we're gonna finish this up and move on to flop stars but um, big week for albums we've already talked about Kendrick yep. Florence's is out um, I've listened through to it twice now I think it's like right. It could be her best album, wow. which is amazing. When you're at what five albums or something, yeah, it just feels like she's finally found a way to balance the grandeur and the like vulnerability that she kind of like has. Well, she went all in with the grandeur on ceremonials, and then all in with the vulnerability on the last album. And they've always been a little bit unbalanced. I think with this one, she's finally. So balanced true. it out and people are remarking today how little it sounds like Jack Antonoff <laughs> even though he's on production for probably 70% of it so but that's <laughs> they a seem good to be thing. rejoicing at that showing that he can play in a different space is a really good thing and the fact that he it can, is a good thing regardless of what sound and, and, and mood an artist wants that record to sound like he can facilitate such a thing I think that's a real that's a really testament to how, how good he is um, it really is this this album you could tell this was going to be a pretty perfect album from king and uh, from king like as soon as yeah. we heard king it was like okay i know what she's doing here she's got some shit to say she's gonna say it in probably the most open and straightforward way she's ever said it but yeah. she's also going to build that grandeur around it still but not the grandeur that feels inaccessible and and too grand it just feels yeah it feels big and maximalist and exciting um, I haven't I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. I've only heard the single, so I'm I'm going to dive into that today, and I'll give you my review next week. Don't worry, but your review is all we need, really. Thank you. We'll revisit. It is, yeah. We'll just chop yours out next week. Yeah, this one will do. <laughs> um, and the other exciting <laughs> one is Morat's debut album is out today. I've also given that a run through, and it's great. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's everything we needed from her. Um, the Azealia Banks single is just one of the best songs of the year, yep. in my opinion. It's just so good. I never thought Morat would have lines like that on it's, it's <laughs> her so debut good. album, but it's great. And also Morat's songwriting across the whole thing is just um, 
excellent too so yep. give that a listen and not to understate her production as well she's really come yeah. a long way oh. producing as well and she's extremely proud of that and so she should be she's come such a long way but she's always come such a long way like if you look year to year of more rat from the very first song she dropped suicide blonde where she was messaging editors of blogs on facebook being like hi my name's grace i i i made a song can you listen to it and just she's never been afraid to just have that conversation and she's always done it with kindness and grace pardon the pun and i i just i'm i'm so proud feels like the wrong proud feels too paternal um but i have known her since she was a kid and she's just come yeah. so far and she's so she really own person and creative and artist and i'm i'm stoked for where she's at it's so impressive so impressive well, all right this has been done very with positive. the pop in nice very, popping in it's been very gushy hasn't it a it's positive a pop disgusting. in say that five times fast <laughs> positive pop in no i'm not gonna do it come along for the actual podcast this is just a sucky little side bit this is our yeah. side hustle business come to the main storefront of flop stars for a dive yes. in <laughs> to Sky Ferreira as we wait what we think is imminent new music, but knowing Sky Ferreira, who fucking knows? Who um, knows? Come and dive into Nighttime, My Time on the feed right now. Love yous. Bye. Bye. <laughs>